if you're too single-minded, you become oblivious to the awesome, magical world around you. There's a way to do both. Know what you want and leave space for the moment, for the now, for the present, to unwrap the gifts of eternity. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of Spiritual Tune-Ups. These were broadcasted live, my answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. I got two questions that are very similar that speak to being confused or misunderstanding the art of creative visualization. So let me read these to you. They're short, back-to-back, -back, and give you some insight. Mike, I made a vision board years ago with the kitchen I dreamed of. Instead, I lost my house. Vision boards don't work for me. Why? Second question, Mike, what is one good way to stop yourself from protecting against disappointments? Before the manifestation is even complete, I want to protect myself against disappointments. For example, should I say, if I don't get that scholarship, it's okay. There's a negation. <clears throat> there's a negation of the wish in that very statement. But yet there's two glaring issues I see from both of these questioners' perspective. Number one, they're both highly single-focused. They want this thing in that color, in this style, uh, on time. And if you're too single-minded, you become oblivious to the awesome, magical world around you. There's a way to do both. Know what you want and leave space for the moment, for the now, for the present, to unwrap the gifts of eternity. This is where it lies. Both questions presume a sense of micromanagement. What should I do? What should I do to make this happen, to ensure, to safeguard? Again, everything's going to one thing, excluding all others. So I thought I'd put together three little tips that anybody can use to, for enhanced creative visualization and or for using a vision board. And then after those three tips, I'm going to give you some follow-up steps. So three tips, really, really easy. You can do this. You are, you are, the eyes and the ears of God. You're here to thrive. You're supposed to get that which you want. You already were born deserving. Number one, fill either your mind or your vision board with all of the glorious details, ramifications of the dream coming true and all else that it will mean. Okay, fill that vision board with the bells and the whistles and the frosting on the cake, emblematic of an awesome life. Typically, a vision board is about your life. It's not about the kitchen sink or just a kitchen or just a scholarship. So have a vision board emblematic of a rocking, joyful life. 
filled with details like that would be fun and this would be cool and I'll go over here and I'll hang out with them and bump and 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 just plaster it why this creates an intense joyful energy this fills you with optimism you can taste the reality because now with your physical senses you're peeking into your future which will one day be your present number two Close your eyes, even after you've gazed at your vision board, and imagine that you're inside those different photographs, inside living the life of your dreams, inside driving that yellow Maserati, inside with that penthouse view over the ocean. In, you're in there. You're living it. This is you. This is not maybe. This is not the future. Just be there. Somebody knocks on the door. Go over, open it. Who is it? Oh, they're so happy to see you. They're crying happy tears. They can't believe your good fortunes. Oh my gosh, you're just going bonkers living these experiences. Make all those details, bells, whistles, views, the smell of perfume or cologne. Oh my gosh, make it come alive. Bring those details to life. And number three, I want you to feel and bring into that image joy, 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 joy. I want you to be pumping your fists. I want you to be doing high fives to your friends. I want you to taste your own happy tears because you're just bursting with joy. You think to yourself, I have never been this happy before and I'm never going to let it go because I made it happen and I can make it happen again. I am the eyes and the ears of the divine. This is my birthright. This and more, higher, better, faster. Feel the joy. So number one, use the details in your mind or on your vision board. Number two, imagine how they're part of your life. Be in those pictures with your friends. Look at the shocked expressions on their face. Okay, number three, bring in that joy. Make sure that this is not just some, you know, poorly acted sitcom. You want to be in there acting the part, which means exuding joy all over the place. Okay. Exuding joy. That's it. Then let it go. This doesn't need to last more than two to five minutes. Let it go. Just exclude the whole world and focus for two to five minutes on your life just bursting at the seams in every regard, including the scholarship, including whatever other things, the kitchen and the house and all that stuff, then let it go. Now, after those three tips, here's the follow-up. There is a follow-up. It's all important. It's just as important as having a vision board or doing creative visualiza visualization. Number one of four steps. They're all brief. Be in the present. You're here now. You're living. You're breathing. You have hopes. You have desires. You have somebody to call, a roof over your head, a computer or a cell phone to watch a video on. You are rocking this thing, giving where you came from and the confusion and the false starts and the alienation and the awkwardness. I know. I know. And look at you now. Get back to the here and now. Number two, start to move. Start to move diversify. I know it's just that scholarship you want and you already completed the application and wrote the, the essay. But remember, the vision for your life is way more than a scholarship. Oh my God, it's way more than a kitchen. Take steps in the direction of the scholarship. Take steps in the direction of acquiring uh, the kitchen. But 
take steps to discovering who you are and being of service and getting a paycheck or starting your own business or writing the book and do some of these things simultaneously diversify and do not forget to master what's on your plate right now. You dream of champagne and caviar, friends and laughter, peace in the world, right? And then you come back here and you're like, I hate my job. I hate my this. I hate my that. It's like, Matt, what you have in front of you right now is the, your ticket out. You, you can free yourself from this stuff that you don't like in your life by mastering it. Do a good job, the best of your ability um, in the work that you don't like and life will lift you free. If you resist it, you attach to it. And the same thing with the mediocre friends or whatever's missing in your life. Move in those directions, diversify and master what's already on your plate. Okay. Um, number three, remember the images, the images in your mind, all those details that are so juicy and so sexy. And, and maybe there's the same images, details, and sexiness on your vision board. Okay, remember the joy that that elicited, elicited, that you manufactured if you had to? That joy is what you attach to. You hold out your cup until it is overflowing. You settle for nothing less. Attach to the joy. Do not attach to the images themselves. It might not be this scholarship, it's gonna be this one. You didn't even know it existed, but because you diversified, uh, it was a good thing you'll find out later that you didn't get the one you knew of first. You got the better one. And it might not be this kitchen. It might be a better one. Or there might be some other priorities that will come to fruition faster. Visualizing and vision boards work for everyone when you use them properly. All right. So attach to the joy, not to the details. Visualize the details. They're so much fun but attached to the joy, not the details. This way, you leave room for your chosen details or better. If you don't get your chosen, chosen ones, better's coming. Always, not sometimes. Just because you can't see it or define it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Plus, you've been diversifying your life, and so other things are going to preoccupy your attention and, and give you cause for celebration. And the fourth thing, the fourth thing is uh, the new one that I've been saying the last year, for now, post-visualization, post-vision board, you're getting grounded in the present, you're diversifying. Be happy without. Be happy without. If you're postponing your happiness for your whole life to take off, you're not operating in a place of joy. And as Sarah Landon says, you don't get more of what you want. You don't get more of what you need. You get more of what you are. And so this vision board is supposed to, and this visualization is supposed to help you radiate joy, radiate joy for lots of reasons. And the universe is like, you want to be that happy? I'm going to give you lots of reasons. This person's booked and that scholarship's taken, but I've got a better person and a better place for you to go. You maintain the joy. The universe will figure out the bells, the whistles, the frosting on the cake. So that means... You need to be happy now, before, without the manifestation, which does not mean you're not going to get it. You will. But if you can't be happy now, chances are extreme when it shows up, you won't be happy because then you'll see something else on the horizon. So be happy without it is the best way to get it. 
being happy without it is the best way to get it because you still have your intention there. You're still visualizing there. A couple of minutes every day, you got your vision board, putting a smile on your face. You're doing your little happy drill. Prepare to be astounded. You were born deserving. It's all a breath away. Thoughts become things, fellow adventurers. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. I get a lot of questions from people who feel disadvantaged. And they are disadvantaged because of their feelings. Now, I, I have not walked in anybody else's moccasins. Uh, I'm not saying it's easy, nor am I saying I can totally relate to what you're going against. But when people talk about ageism, being too old, too young, undereducated, overeducated, uh, discriminated against, I'm sure they are. These are all relevant things to the degree you believe in them. You can take that power away from those kind of concepts and you will be drawn to a new set of circumstances. Specifically, the question I got, how do I pivot, Mike? from a dead-end job and take a leap of faith towards what I really feel I want to do, considering I still have debt and I'm over 55 years old. Ageism, Mike, is a real thing. Wow, wow, wow. People will see you the way you see yourself. There are always outliers. You can always look around and find somebody else a lot older than you thriving in something that they love, whether it's being paid, in this case that's important, or doing volunteerism, or in health, or in romance, or in any other category. And you can be an outlier. If one person has done it, anybody can do it. And whether or not anybody else has done it, if you can imagine it, you break down barriers, you blast through into areas that previously you thought were unreachable. Work on yourself. Be gentle. I know it's challenging to be coming from a place where the world does indeed discriminate against all variety of issues. But when you sit down with somebody and you've got that spark of enthusiasm, of optimism, of like, I want to be a part of this, you change the entire equation. They want you to be a part of it. There are employers out there. There are lonely people out there. Um, there is the perfect match for you out there for whatever it is you want, no matter your age. You bring that spark with a sense of hope and everyone wants some of that. If it's hiring, like in this case, my gosh, uh, people are hiring everywhere and don't be looking for the yellow brick road. Don't be like, I know metaphysics. I know the law of attraction. Oh, you know, skies and oceans part. Here I am. It never works that way. You start out with little baby steps. You start out mastering what's in front of you. That dead end job. Shine. People are going to walk through the front doors and see you shining when everyone else is sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they're going to snatch you away. When you master what's on your plate, life lifts you free from it. I'm not saying learn to love it. It sucks. It's dead end. But you can still be your best there. And when you're your best there, even people internally in the organization or in the dating circle or the singles club, they're going to be like, that person's different. They're making the best of a dead end job. Can you imagine what they're going to do with, with more incentive, more promise, uh, a future? 
Don't trap yourself by age. People are living to 100 years these days. You, you're just getting warmed up. So you start out with baby steps, with enthusiasm. You radiate what you want. I can tell you having interviewed probably hundreds of people, we're not hiring right now, uh, the person with that spark overrides anybody's credentials, experience, and education. If there's that if there's that twinkle in anyone's eye and you have it that you are alive, it's like that person's going to go the extra distance. And you want to be that person. This is not a charade. This is not a let me trick them. It's like you've got a lot to look forward to and you have a lot to offer. And when somebody tells me a little bit about my company, I looked at your website and I really resonate with this and I've always thought that and I watched The Secret a long time ago. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is our people. And you can be that person, whether you're interviewing at a drugstore or a theme park or, or a volunteer center or you're dating and mixing and you're on a, a matchmaking website, you can be that spark led by imagination. Imagination is, is, is the leader. The imagination parts the seas. Imagination will take you where you thought you couldn't go before. It creates a vision and it sucks to, sucks you right through the murk and mire while you're still mastering what's before you. <clears throat> I had an interesting conversation with Bashar yesterday, a 90-minute live broadcast in our Awakening series. Not too late to join us, but that's not the point. And Bashar was speaking about following your passion and his experience that many people draw blank. Like, I don't know what my passion is because they're looking for the yellow brick road. You're like, oh, this is it. And the bugles sound from heaven. Just look at your options. Assess your options. Which one is better than the others? That's the beginning of your passion. The road you arrive on is never the road you start out on, which means you always start out on the wrong road. Okay, it's not going to be the yellow brick road. So get going, shine, have that enthusiasm. If it if it's boils down to this, as I often say, if all of your paths suck, choose the least sucky. But you got to choose while mastering what's before you, doing multiple things, multitasking, circulating a resume, applying for interviews, showing up in the store and just saying, I'm here. I love what you're doing. I'd love to be a part of this. Here's my number. I'll work, you know, at whatever you, wherever you can fit me in. Take a second job in the beginning. They're going to fall so in love with you. They're going to steal you away to full time if that's what you want. It's more important that you're loving what you're doing. The money will follow. It truly will follow if you love it to the degree that you're showing up with a twinkle in your eye. And, and so let that be your leader, not I've got debts to pay and only a limited earning span before me. Everything's going to feel like a dead end job and everybody's going to feel that energy. Even though you don't speak it, they can feel it. So even the sucky job you can shine in, be grateful that you have something to do, a place where you can go to make a difference and everything will change. To wrap this up with a reminder of what I shared yesterday following imagination to break down barriers, visualize. 
Visualize that everything's worked out. Visualize that you're excited to get out of bed every day to go to the office or to meet that new person. Visualize that you're so excited you show up 10 minutes early every day, usually stay a little bit late. Visualize that you're calling your friends saying, you won't believe what just happened for me. It's amazing. Visualize crying happy tears. Visualize certain people, places, and details all working in your favor, but don't insist or attach to those details. What you're doing is creating this sense of excitement and joy. Happiness is the ultimate end result. It will eventually force all other elements in your life to align in the way you like them. So visualize, imagine, take baby steps, affirm, attach to the end result, joyful, creative, fulfilling work, surrender to the details and get going down any path you can possibly get going down right now. People will see you as you see yourself. And if in the beginning you kind of got to fake it, then you got to kind of, then you got to kind of fake it. But as you go within and you see your blessings and that you are alive and that you can go out there into the world or onto the internet, it is, is way more than you need to create circumstances that will shift and transform your entire life. This is the beginning of the beginning. The best is yet to come. Jumbo fellow adventurers and welcome to another spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley and this is Thoroughly Thursday according to my eight-year-old. Okay, this is a really important question. Um, and I hear it from those people who it really resonates for. I bet you're one of them. Mike, I was told that I'm an easy target. While huge things have shifted in my life in the most amazing and wonderful ways, I still have things happen to me that make me feel like I am a target. How did I make myself an easy target? And how can I change it? Okay. The, the lingo here, the linguistics is not going to serve you as you have phrased that question. Easy target, as if you're vulnerable. Oh my gosh, you are so not an easy target. You are so evolved on the scale of conscious awakening that you were invited and you accepted the challenge to shine your light as brightly as possible every step of the path of your life. And when this happens, when somebody rises to this occasion, when someone has earned it, literally, you become a magnet for everyone. Moths and butterflies drawn to the flame. Moths and butterflies everywhere. And why is this happening? Because they see your openness. They see your empathy. They sense someone of a loving, kind, benevolent nature. You are very, very rare. You are at this time in the primitive evolution of consciousness on earth, way above leading the pack through hard-earned lessons in other lifetimes and other realms. And people see this. And so they're all drawn to you. And some of them, rarely if ever with malice, some of them will feed off of your love, feed off of your energy, and try to make themselves feel more complete as they see themselves through your kind, empathetic eyes. This is what's going on. And why would you want to do that? It's all about self-love, ultimately. 
It's all about knowing your boundaries ultimately. It's all about you being ready to go even higher as this, this being of light, this light worker. And it's about you learning your boundaries. It's about you learning to say, I love you, but not today. I love you, but not, but no. And I don't mean you don't love them that day. I mean, you need to learn to say no. I love you, but no, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. It's self-preservation. It's self-respect. It's self-love. This is one of the hardest lessons of all. You have chosen this. You have risen to the occasion. And it's so within you. You have just blazed this trail. You have what it takes. You wouldn't be at this crossroads if you couldn't go there. You're learning your boundaries. And the only way you can learn your boundaries is if at first a few people cross them. And that's not being an easy target. That's just being a love magnet. You just got to you just got to learn how to manage your love magnetism. That's the equation. And that's a lot a much better way of looking at your issue here, okay? It's like, man, can you turn that down a little bit? You're blinding the rest of us. Not turn it down, but turn it inward. Turn it inward. When you master self-love, you are drawn more and more into loving others and the world and the planet and those in opposing political parties like their brothers and sisters unconditionally. You are like on the edge of the edge, okay? You're on the cutting edge and you're there by invitation and you're there for accepting the challenge and you're there, my God, because you so got this. It's easy. It's within you. You are so, so close. You're going to be walking on water. The next thing you know it. So, so don't beat yourself up. Don't think something's wrong with you. Everything is right about you. You're a love magnet extraordinaire. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with one million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple Podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.